We're continuing the Shpira on Likutei Halachas, Yeridea, Eritreini, Halachas Nila, Halachadalet. In the middle of paragraph Ches, we're up to the sub-paragraph, Vezeh Vechinas HaKoreis Hanemar Batreva. We dedicate the learning today, Lili Nishmas. I am Falk Barad Mordechai Mendel, whose yard site is on the tent of Tammuz. And Leila Nishmas Yentefrat Lubas Reb Yeshuaye, Harini Kapas Mishkova. We dedicate the learning for a complete her foolish dilemma for all those that need it. Including Chavibachan of Ascalia, Edith Basmer and Brindle, Romanis and Maslav from David Ben Khuna, Mary Master Basso Gittel, and Toyo Gilas Simchan Bas Fava. Based on what we've been learning till now, we'll be able to understand why, regarding most cases of arayas, a person having relations with someone that's forbidden to them, the penalty is chorus, referring specifically arayas, referring to those relatives that are forbidden to a person, a mother, a sister, a daughter. Because the term chorus means to cut or to cut off. And what, what the penalty of chorus really refers to is a person's life, a person's days being cut off from the source. We've been speaking till now on this halacha about the concept of above the concept of time or within the confines of time. So Ramosazal says now that that. When a person receives chorus, that person remains under, under the control of time. And that person does not succeed in getting above time even after they pass away. Because we know what the Gemara tells us that tzaddikim, when they pass away, are referred to as being alive. Because a tzaddik is through the holiness and through all the good deeds that they accomplish throughout their life, they're zoycha to go above the concept of time that's where real life, eternal life is. And that's where a person can achieve the highest level of recognition and understanding of Hashem. That's what the whole pleasure of Olam Haba is all about. Whereas those wicked people 
who deserve this penalty of Kores, if they are not deserved to do tshuva, then even after they pass away, their, their neshama doesn't go up and connect to that level that's above the concept of time, but rather they remain within and under the concept of time. Amuva, as it's brought, that Rishonim do not leave the, the materialistic world even after they pass away. And that's really what the penalty of Kores is all about. That a person's life gets cut off from the source, from, from the, the divine source, which is above the concept of time. And the person's soul always remains under and within the confines of time. And within Zman, that's where there is found all kinds of judgment and suffering and pain, etc., etc. That's all within Zman. We also have a question in the chat if you have if it's now at the time. There's a question in the chat if it's a good time now. Yes. In the spiritual world, there's no time. We explain this concept. We know that the physical world is defined by time and space. We find in the beginning of the, in the, beginning of the Torah, when it speaks about creation, Bereshis, in the beginning, Hashem created heaven and earth. Heaven and earth are place, Mokoyim. And then it goes on to say everything else that was created within the confines of time. On the first day of creation, ABC was created. On the second day, DEF. On the third, so on and so forth. So we see that the, the physical materialistic world is defined by space and time. We're told that, that spiritual, like the spiritual world, the more spiritual we get, the more we go above the concept of time and above the concept of space. For example, the Gemara speaks about the, the Beis HaMikdash, and the Gemara tells us that on Yom Kippur, in the Chatzar, in the courtyard of the Beis HaMikdash, you had thousands and thousands of Jews, maybe hundreds of thousands of Jews, and all of them were able to bow, to bow down, and they had space around them in, in which to bow. The Lord says, if you make the calculation, it's impossible that the, the, in terms of the, the actual area of the chutzur. So the Lord says the, the answer is it was above the concept of space and also the orin in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, the way the Torah defines the area in the Holy of Holies, it, it appears that the orin, the ark, existed in zero space. Now, because you had the Kruvim, and the Kruvim took up the full area 
of the of the of the Kodesh Hakadoshim, and the Oroin was in between the Kruvim. So here we have this concept of Lamala Meamokin, which we cannot understand, we cannot rationalize that. And so too, this concept of Zman and Lamala Min Hazman, that we know the physical world, everything is defined by time, including our observance of Torah is defined by time. Rabbi Nezal joked about a person having a beautiful asteroid on Hanukkah, that it doesn't work. So to a person who davens shatless after the Zman Tfila, you know. So we see that there is the physical materialistic world is defined by space, mokoim and Zman. And the more spiritual we get, the more we rise above mokoim and above Zman. Continuing inside, the alkane tikun hakores hu keser. Therefore, the Sifrei Kabbalah tell us that the tikun for kores is keser, which is the same letters as kores. Shetzrichin lahamshechol of hakedusha mebechinas keser lesakin pegam hakores. That if a person chas v'shalom committed sins for which the penalty is kores, in order to correct that, the person has to draw holiness from the highest, highest level, from the level called keser, in order to correct the, the damage committed by those sins of pigama bris. Because keser is the source of the zokim. Zokim means old age, and zokim means the beard. And we learned earlier that zokim is called ze. The Gemara says zokim is ze kona. This person has acquired. What have they acquired? Chachma ze kona chachma. Because there's a pasuk in Mishlei that says kenei chachma acquire chachma. So zokim is chachma, and chachma is rooted. In Keser, Chachma receives its light from Keser. There's a pasuk, Chachma may ayin timotze. Chachma can be found from ayin, from ayin. Ayin means nothingness, which is one of the terms used regarding the Keser. Because in the realm of Keser, is found the 13 tikkunim of the beard. This is a terminology that's used in the Zohar Kodesh in Sifrei Kabbalah. We're told, that, again, that the beard is called the zokin. The beard represents, the word zokin means beard, and the word zokin also means chachma. The Zohar Kodesh tells us that the 13 attributes of kindness are found in and represented by the beard. The Gemara tells us that on Shavuos, when Hashem appeared to the Yidden on Har Sinai, how did he appear to us? Kezokin mole rachmim, like an elderly, like an old man filled with kindness. So that the, the, the Hashem's 13 attributes of kindness, the Zohar Kodesh shows, 
are found in the different parts of the beard. The micro atik kayodua. And these 13 attributes, these 13 tikune dikna, are also called atik. Atik means ancient, very old. Ainu shezoichen lekasher atzmoi lebechina zokin meaning we're referring to a person who is zoichet to attach themselves, to connect to the holy zokin, bechinas keser, by attaching themselves to that highest level, the level called keser, shesham hu lamala mehazman, there it's above the concept of time. Shtezehu hepecha kores, which is the opposite of kores. We said kores means a person getting cut off from spirituality, from lamala mehazman, a person falling completely within zman, not just during their lifetime, but even after they pass away, they're still within zman, within this lowest, lower level. For those who can appreciate this, just a, a short item. We've learned in the past that everything is tied into Hashem's name, yud Vavke, And Hashem's name, yud Vavke has four formats. When you write out the letters as a, the way you pronounce it, Yud, you, pr- you write it Yud-Vav-Dalet, the way you're pronouncing it. Hey, the letter Hey can be written three different ways. Hey Aleph, Hey Hey, and Hey Yud. The letter Vav can be written as just Vav Vav, or Vav Aleph Vav, or Vav Yud Vav, and, and so on and so forth. So we've spoken about the four combinations of Yud Ke Vav Ke, which are referred to as Av, Sog, Ma, and Bon. Av, Ayin Beis is 72. When the Yud Kevavke is spelled Yud Vav Dalid, Hey Yud, Vav Yud Vav, Hey Yud. Then there's Sog. Sog is 63, where the Vav, instead of being spelled Vav Yud Vav, is spelled Vav Aleph Vav. Everything else remains the same. So instead of a 10, it becomes a 1. So we lose 9. So it goes down from 72 to 63. Then the third combination is called Mo, Memhe, 45, when it's written Yud Vav Dalet, Hey Aleph, Vav Aleph Vav, Hey Aleph, that's 45. And then there's Bon, 52, when the He's are spelled Hey Hey, Yud Vav Dalet, Hey Hey, Vav Vav, Hey Hey. I believe 20, 30, 40, and 12, exactly. So, so more and bon, and these four combinations correspond to the four letters of Yud Kevavke. Now, we know the four letters of Yud Kevavke, the Yud and He represent Eser, Chachma, and Bina. Yud is Chachma. He is Bina, and the Koitze Shel Yud, the, the tip of the Yud, is the concept of the Keser, whereas Vav and He represent the seven lower spheroids, 
Chesed through Malchus, which correspond to the seven days of the week, the seven days of creation. They are the Vov and the He, and they are Mo and Bon. Mo and Bon are Bigimatria Zman, the, the Sifre Kabbalah tell us, to show us that time, Zman, is, corresponds to the lower letters, the Vav and the He of Yud Ke Vav Ke, which correspond to Mo and Bon. Lemalam and Azman is when we're going into the realm of Chosma, Bina, and especially the Keser. Now, Rav Zal continues, and this is why it's brought in Sforim Akdoshim, especially in the Sefer Mishnas Hasidim, Mesech Tshuva, which is one of the Sifrei Kabbalah, that a person who stays awake the entire night, learning Torah, davening, that saves a person from the penalty of Kores. If the person deserved the penalty of Kores, that will save them from that. And this is why in those Sfarim, Tikkun Leil Shruis, which is what we recite when we stay up the entire night of Shruis, and there are some people who stay up the entire night on Hoshana Rabbah, there's a tefillah that we say then, and in that tefillah it says, and if Chas V'Shalom, I committed any type of sin that deserved Kores, then my staying awake all night should be a substitute, should replace that penalty of Kores, chas v'shon. Because as we learned in the previous year, that when does a person really experience time when a person is sleeping? When a person is sleeping, the actual time can be 10, 15 minutes, and the person has a dream, and it feels like 10, 15 years or more. And that's where the concept of kores and death is associated. The Gemara says sleep is one-sixtieth of death, and the penalty of kores is mentioned especially related to pegama bliss, which is what, what uh, through a, a sin a person commits chasvashon by sleeping with the a person that, that they're forbidden to. And therefore, when a person fights to stay awake an entire night, and they push away sleep from their eyes, and the person instead is involved in the study of Torah and serving Hashem, all night, by doing that, this person nullifies, eliminates time, eliminates sleep completely. And they're connecting the time, this time that a person would usually be sleeping, they're connecting it to above the concept of time. Alidei had Torah by through the study of Torah and other mitzvahs serving Hashem, Shehem Shlemus Hadas Dikdusha, which are ways of a person completing their das. And as we learned previously, 
that the higher the das, the more the person is going above the concept of time. And that's where the person is connecting to, to real life. Any, any questions, please? Bialkain Beemis, Iker Hatshuva Pigama Briz, Walidei Hiskashus, the Hiskarvus, let Sadikim Amitiyan. Rav says, and therefore, the real Tshuva, the real correcting of all sins, and especially Pigama Briz, is accomplished by coming close to true Sadikim. Because the tzaddik is called, the term tzaddik refers to tikkun abris. The Zohar Kodesh says, man tzaddik, man denot abris. Who is classified as tzaddik? One who shows outstanding shmira sabris. Like Yosef had tzaddik, who passed that difficult test with Potiphar's wife. And throughout the time that he was in Egypt, he came down to Egypt as a, as a boy, 17 years old, and didn't get married, I believe, till he was 30, and remained pure the whole time. Because the true tzaddikim, who are pure in the area of Tikkun Abris, they are the holy elders that are referred to in the story in Sipuremaisis that this halacha is connecting to, as we learned earlier, the story of the seven betlers. The first betler, who we're told seemed to be blind, even though he wasn't blind, he simply closed his eyes to the foolishness of this world. And he was the oldest of the betlers. He was the oldest and the youngest. Shemekablim koyach mehazokein ho'elyon hanal whereby all holy elders receive their power from the holiest elder, which is that betler. And that betler was to the highest level of where he said he remembers each one of the other Zakadim said they remember far back, and this one remembered further back. And the betler said, I remember nothing. I remember when there was nothing, meaning when there was no physical world, when there was no materialism at all, going back, back to there. And it's from that level of, that highest level of from the Keser, that's where we draw life for all those who are trying to correct Pegama Bris. And we take those people out of the category of Kores, out of the penalty of Kores, which they deserve as a result of Pegama Bris, and we bring them into Keser. Atik. Another word for Keser is Atik, ancient, this Bechinas Zokein, this elder, the old, old age. Bechinas Lamala Meazman, going above the concept of time. Sheshom Iker Hachayim Kanal. That's where real life, that's where eternal life is found. 
Bezehu, and this explains also what we quoted earlier in the previous year, Gedoyla Mila that the Gemara says the mitzvah of Mila is so great, so important, that we find the word bris used in the Torah 13 times regarding bris Mila. The 13 times that the word bris is mentioned corresponds to the 13 tikunim of the holy beard. This, this corresponds to the holy beard or the holy elder. And a person is to these 13 tikune dikna through the mitzvah of Mila. The mitzvah of Mila is an example and a part of this tikkunabris. Note that the word echod, the, the, the word echod, which means one, is bigimatria 13. Aleph is one, ches is eight, dawad is four. So that when we speak about these 13 tikkune dikna, we're speaking about the ultimate oneness, where everything becomes nichlal in one. Once again, these are, this is, these are spiritual concepts. What we're learning here is, is a certain level of depth. If a person can't relate to it, don't worry. When you're hearing these terms for the first time, it appears something like it, it, we, it, we can't understand it at all rationally. But the more a person will learn, the more a person will become familiar with these terms, you'll be able to relate to it, will be able to relate to it better. And what we're, what we're referring to here, based on what we're referring to here, we can understand why there are two parts to, to a bris mila. There's the chituch, the cutting away of the arla, that foreskin that's covering the atara, covering the crown, which is cut off co completely. And then there's the priya, there's the tearing of the skin, and folding it over. The Isa the Kavonis, and it's brought in the writings of the Arizal in the Sefer Eitzchayim, Shalitei Chaticha Seorla, Mevatlen Hasholish Klipois Hatmeois Legamri, Validei Hapriya, Mevatlen Klipas Noiga, Shehimur of Toivora. The Arizal explains that through the Chituch, when we do the Chituch, that's how we remove completely the three klipos that are referred to as all bad, completely tome. When we do the priya, that's when we're accomplishing the tikkun for the fourth klipo, which is called noiga, which is a combination of good and bad. Remember, these terms appear in the prophecy that Yechezkel Anovi had, where he saw the throne of Hashem, and he saw a certain heavenly light called Chashmal, which was surrounded, surrounded by klipos. And it mentions three klipos, Onan Godol, Ruach Saora, and Eish Mislakachas. And we're told that those klipos are complete bad, completely evil. 
And then it says, and there was a noiga, there was a twilight surrounding this light. And, and noiga is referred to as this twilight, this darkness and combination of darkness and light, a combination of good and bad. This klipas noiga sometimes is connected to evil and sometimes can be brought in and integrated with Kedusha. We've given examples of this. In time, you have Shabbos, which is Kodesh. You have the six days of the week, which correspond to non-holy. And we know that there's part of the six days of the week that can be converted into Shabbos. On Friday afternoon, from Plag HaMincha on, we're allowed to light candles. We can start accepting Shabbos. So we can we see we have the ability to make part of Friday and part of Sunday into Shabbos by extending the Shabbos afterwards also. We've mentioned the concept of the Jewish nation, which is called Am Kodesh, versus the other nations, which are the opposite. And then we have the concept of Gerim, converts which is that part of the other nations that can be accepted and integrated into Am Yisrael. And these two missions, the mission of destroying completely the three klipos that are all evil, and the mission of making the tikkun for klipas noiga, they can, are accomplished by those holy elders that are mentioned in the story, in the story of the seven betlers that we're referring to here. I know in what manner in that story in Sipurim Isis, in, in, the, in the story of the seven betlers, the first betler, the blind betler, where he tells the whole story how he met a group of elders, old people, who were each priding themselves with how far back they can remember. And there are eight elders that he meets over there, eight skenim. So there are those eight elders, and then there's the Iver, the blind betler. This blind betler is a second category. He's way above the other eight. Because although these, those eight elders that are mentioned there, there are major differences between them. Each one is a major on, on a different level than the other one, because those eight elders that are described there, the first one says he remembers, he remembers when he was born. The second one says, that's not an old story. I remember way before that. And the third one says, your story is not old. I remember even way before that. So that each one that's being mentioned in succession is a much higher level than the previous one. 
Nechshav kenekuda bialma, himuvan lemaven umaskil, to the point where the Sifrei Kabbalah tell us that when we talk about two different midas of Hashem Kaviyachol, let's say we talk about Chesed and Gevura. Gevura compared, even though the Mida of Gevura is a, is a major Mida of holiness within the framework of holiness, compared to Chesed, Gevura is referred to as a Dat. Whenever we talk about a lower level and a higher level, the lower level is referred to as a Nekuda, just like a tiny Dat compared to the level above it. And so to the second level compared to the third level, the one above it, and the third level compared to the fourth one, and so on and so forth. So even though there are major, major differences with between these eight, Despite that, we can put all eight of them in one grouping compared to the blind bettler who's way, way, way above all eight of them. Iraq who his spoiler satsmoy shekol ha'olam enoy eila etzloi keherafayim. Because in the story there, we see he's the only one. It's only the blind bettler that says that the entire world, to me is like a blink of an eye. It's nothing. And therefore, that blind bettler is the one that was to the highest, highest level of memory, of being able to remember far back. To the point where that blind bettler is above completely any concept of memory that we have, of remembering far back. And therefore, he said, I remember nothing. Now, in Hebrew, the words that he used is, is, ich gedenk gornisht. I remember nothing. That's one way of, of translating that. Or saying, I, nothing, Nothing can also mean not, not. So I don't remember, meaning I am not even within the term remembering. I'm way back, I'm way before all of that. Because this blind bettler was to connect and to connect to the infinite light of Hashem, which is above all the spheroids, above all the midos, he was to connect to that highest place with total, total beetle, nullify himself completely to that highest place, not, not connecting, not being connected to anything physical or anything materialistic. And therefore, this elder, the blind bettler, is in a separate category completely from the others. Way above those other eight. Because 
where those eight that are described over there in the story, they still have some connection to, to time, to the physical world. Even though their connection to the physical world is very fine, it's very thin, whereby we can't fathom their levels. Despite that, because those eight were not the to the level of Bito, of the blind bettler who's above all of them, where he was to disconnect and detach himself totally from physical, from materialism. Therefore, those other eight are considered, they go under one umbrella compared to the Iver, who's completely different category. Because, again, even though there are major differences within those eight, where one is much, much higher than the other one, whereby even the smallest one, the one on the lowest level of the eight, is still on a level that's way above anything we could imagine. Somebody who remembers when they were born, they remember when they were actually born, where we don't know any people like that, can move on Lamaskil as anyone who, who understands, realizes, as, and especially the second elder, who said, that's not, a, that's not an old age. I remember even much further than that. I remember before I was born. And then the third one is still higher than that. Still, since when we go to the eighth elder, who's the highest one of the eighth, they're still higher than that. There's still a, a level of shleimus above that. Shehu shleimus habitol betachlas habitol sheinamalenu, which is the ultimate beetle, which there's nothing higher than that. Shehu habitol shelhoiva, which is the beetle of the blind bettler. Alkin kol hashmoyne zekenim lebechina achas kenegdoi. Therefore. All eight elders mentioned in that story, we put them in one grouping, in one category, compared to the Iver. Compared to the blind bettler, the other ones have not yet achieved complete betul. Even though they have attained very high levels. Whereas this blind bettler is a completely separate category. Since he achieved the highest possible level of bitul, where there's no higher level bitul above that that any tzaddik can attain.
Note we have an example of this sort of. The 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 the, the symbol of Tikna Bris, Shlemus Abris, is Yosef Hatzadik. Yosef Hatzadik tells his brothers that he had a dream in which all of his brothers and the sun and the moon were bowing down to him. Were all the stars and the sun and the moon were all bowing down to him. Now we know the stars and the sun and the moon represent the concept of time. The sun and the moon represent day and night, and the stars also, the stars come out at nighttime. And Yosef Tzadik said, all of them were bowing to me, meaning all of them were subservient to him. All of them were on a lower level than him. He had gone above, because he achieved this highest level of Tikkun Abris, he went above the concept of time, above the sun and the moon and the stars, and above all of his brothers, who each one of them represents very great, very holy tzaddikim. And corresponding to these two categories that we just described of these elders, the eight elders, and then the betler, corresponding to that, we have the two categories in a bris mila, the two avoides, the two parts of a bris mila, shehim chituch upriya, which are the cutting away of the orla, and then the priya, the folding over of the skin. Because the chituch, which represents eliminating evil, eliminating klipois, eliminating those three klipois that are all evil, that is associated with those eight elders. Where they succeed in eliminating the klipois that are all bad. Avo mitzvah's priya, whereas the second part of the bris mila, which is the mitzvah of priya, shehi levatel klipas noiga, which that part of the bris mila is in order to eliminate, to make the tikkun for the klipas noiga, ze einase b'shlemus kiim alidei kedushas hazokin lelion. That is only achieved completely by that holiest elder, the, the blind Shehu Ha'iva, which is the blind betler. Who said that he doesn't look at this world, at the physical materialistic world at all, even like the blink of an eye. He doesn't even have that. He doesn't even look at the world that much. And it's from that blind betler that we draw the holiness of the mitzvah of priya, which is what nullifies, what makes the tikkun for the klipas noiga. Because regarding this klipas noiga, which is a combination of good and bad, like the Eitz Hadas, this Klipas Noiga sometimes can become included and integrated into holiness, 
and sometimes not. Sometimes it remains attached to unholiness. Regarding this klipas noiga, this mixture of good and bad, there are thousands and tens of thousands of levels. And this is what describes the difference. This corresponds to the differences between religious people and, and tzaddikim, that even among the religious people and among the tzaddikim, they're not on the same level. There are levels and levels. Because most definitely, the truly religious people, and especially the tzaddikim, who have succeeded in destroying the three klipos that represent complete tuma, they've succeeded in, com- in destroying those that tuma completely. When we speak about these three klipos that are all evil, they correspond to all the things that the Torah defines as completely forbidden. And therefore, a person who does not commit actual sins, those three klipos have no attachment to that person. That person has succeeded in eliminating those three klipos related to themselves. But as far as how a person relates to the klipas noiga, which is this mixture of good and bad, there there are thousands and tens of thousands of levels. Every person is on a different level. Every tzaddik is on a different level. He had tzaddik because a tzaddik who achieves such a level of holiness, where not only doesn't he commit any sins, but even within the framework of what's forbidden, he maintains great holiness. He abstains even from that. Azai lefi kedushosai heim bitel gam klipas noiga kaedua. Such a tzaddik who, besides not doing any sins, within the framework of kosher, he limits himself tremendously. That tzaddik, based on his level, how holy he gets, that's how much he has succeeded in, in nullifying and making the tikkun for this klipas noiga. However, even those tzaddikim, since there still remains some degree of a connection to the physical world, since they, they still do participate in things that are permissible, then that means that the klipas noiga still has a little bit of an attachment to them. I'm sorry, we're going into overtime because we started late. I really apologize. Just a little bit more, we'll just complete the paragraph. And even a person who broke all evil, 
who destroyed all evil and was zeichet to an incredible high level of holiness, Afal Pikein, Gam HaTzadikim HaGdoilim HaNoiroim, Yeshlohem Yetzirah. Even the very great, awesome tzadikim, they also still have a Yetzirah. Shehu Bechinas Malach HaKodesh, where on their level, their Yetzirah is not about doing a sin or eating something non-kosher. Their Yetzirah is referred to as a holy angel. Shehu Bechinas Gevurois Vedinim. Their Yetzirah, their battle with evil doesn't refer to fighting actual evil. Their battle with evil is all about sweetening harsh judgments. It's all about dealing with Gevurah Yisendinim. Kemavur, as Rabbi Nezal expounds on this in chapter 72 in Likuti Moran. These tzaddikim need to do battle against that Malach HaKodesh, against that holy angel, to succeed in defeating him. And so long as there still remains by these tzaddikim some tiny connection to the Yetzir Hara, which is the finest of the finest connection, even though the Yetzahara of these tzaddikim is a much higher level of holiness than our Yetzir Toiv, Afalpikin still, that Sadik has not yet succeeded in eliminating, in defeating the Klipas Noiga completely, completely. He calls man sheyesh eze achiza adayin leeze bechinas din, because so long as this tzaddik still has is vulnerable to a a tiny little bit of din judgment from Hashem, the left side, afal pishu bedakos moid, even though it's the tiniest of the tiny, yesh adayin eze achiza lebechinas noiga, this tzaddik. The Klipas Noiga still has a little bit of an attachment to him. The Humaur of Toivara, this Klipas Noiga is a mixture of good and bad. The Alkanan, therefore, Iker Bechinas Priya, Shehu Bitul Noiga, Mamshicheme Hazokain Hoelian Hoivarnal. Our ability, the, the mitzvah of Priya, which we said is the Tikkun for Klipas Noiga, that draws on that blind betler, that level, the highest of the highest of all levels. Who achieve the highest possible level of nullifying the physical completely, completely. That sadik has even eliminated completely the source of the Yetzirah above, the Midas HaGvura, the Dinim. V'hadvarim muvonim me'at laboki bekisvei harizal. Rav Nosanzal says what we're saying here can be understood a little bit by those who are really knowledgeable in the writings of Yarizal. Uma'ayin hete bedivrei Atmarzal 
and the person studies carefully the words of Rabbeinazal, especially in chapter 72 on Likutim Aran, where there Rabbeinazal goes into depth speaking about the different levels of Yetzirah and the different levels of Tzadikim. Ayin Shom Heitei, study that chapter and put them on well, so you'll get an idea about the different levels of Tzadikim and the different levels of Yetzirah, etc. We recently read Parshas Koirach in Chutz Loretz. We read it last week in Eretz Yisrael two weeks ago. And we've mentioned often that Koirach's battle cry was, he called Ho'eda Kulam Kedoshim. Why? Why? Who? Who is Moshe Rabbeinu? It's Aaron Akayim. They're they're not bigger than us. All of us are holy. All of us stood at Har Sinai and and heard Hashem speak, implying that we're, we're all equal. Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron are not that much greater than 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 the rest of us. And and this is this is the mistake, and this is a mistake that a lot of Klal Yisrael suffer with. Those people who aren't searching for the tzaddik, those people who say, "What do you mean? He's all every they're all tzaddikim." Do I know who's bigger? Do I know who's greater? Seeming to imply that we cannot differentiate at all between tzaddikim. Whereas we find the Torah differentiates between tzaddikim. We find the Zohar Kodesh speaks about the difference between Noyach versus Avram Avinu versus Moshe Rabbeinu. The Zohar Kodesh speaks about the difference between Moshe Rabbeinu versus the other prophets. That the other prophets are referred to as Aspaklaria She'ena Meira. Moshe Rabbeinu is referred to as something completely different. So here, right here, and in Sipurim Isis, Rabbeinu Zal, are emphasizing this point, that we need to know that there are Rishoim, there are Ksherim, Ksherim means religious people, there are Tzadikim, and there are Tzadikim, and there's the Tzadik. There are levels and levels. A question in the chat, even a Tzadik can't be all the time in a beetle state. What's the difference between the tzaddik and the other tzaddikim then? Neither can be above time all the time. How is this better in the story above in, in entirely in Keser? The answer, it's true that a tzaddik, while he's living in this physical world, cannot achieve the ultimate, ultimate, ultimate beetle. And that's why, for example, Rabbeinazal said, that he, he cannot stay on one level for any long period of time. He needs to keep going higher and higher. And he said, before he passed away, he said he got to a certain level where he cannot go higher unless he removes his shirt, meaning he removes the body completely. He disengages from the body completely. And he said, because he cannot stop climbing, so he has to leave the physical world. There is such a concept, definitely. But what we're speaking about here, we're speaking about even within this world, there are different levels of beetle, and there are tzaddikim that, that achieve certain levels. We said the case of Noyach, who even though the Torah defines him as tzaddik, tomim, elikim, salich, noyach, but we're told that he couldn't prevent the flood. 
and couldn't prevent the destruction of the world, almost the entire world. Avram Avinu is defined as a much higher level, who even when it came to Rishoyim, like Sedoim and Amoira, Avram Avinu was able to negotiate Hashem down, down, to get Hashem to almost be willing to forgive them completely. And then we get to Moshe Rabbeinu, who is Ayin, who is Ayin. Moshe Rabbeinu who says, if you forgive the Jews, good. Ve'im Ayin, and if you don't, erase me completely from the Torah, erase me from the world. So Moshe Rabbeinu, the, the, the tzaddik is the one who achieves the highest possible level of Beetle that can be achieved during his lifetime in this world and, and going higher and higher. Question raised in the chat that the word Ahava is Bigimatria 13, related to the 13 Tikkunim of the Beer. The answer is definitely yes. Rabbi Nezal speaks about this in chapter 4 in the Kutimran. He speaks about the fact that the word Ahava is Bigimatria Echod, oneness, complete oneness. Because again, time, within the framework of time, there's Sunday versus Monday, there's Chesed, versus Gevura. Within time, there are differences. When we go above time, the more we go above time, above space, there it's all oneness, this concept of oneness. There is no right and left there. There is no two. Any questions, please, before we close? Once again, I apologize very much for the delay in starting this year. We should be zerfet. Our neshama certainly understand what we're learning here. We should be zerfet to understand it to the best of our ability on, on our level. A question in the chat, but the, the betler is entirely above time. How is this possible? The answer is that the greatest tzaddik, even in this world, has the ability to go above, above time. There's levels and levels, all kinds of different levels. We'll hold it over here for now. Thank you very much, Rabbi Sure. All the best.